so we're coming into our vision builders um, time of year, which traditionally sits around this um, June portion of the year. And in the next few weeks, we're going to speak um, towards vision builders, um, which is essentially around the expansion of the kingdom in our region. So um, with our giving, tithe maintains the church. Uh, and vision builders extends the church. That's how they marry together. It ultimately extends the kingdom. Um, and so I want to be transparent. These are the projected areas that we uh, are planning to give to financially in this next 12 months. Um, just to give you a bit of a snapshot of what we're seeing, we can put our hand to um, in our region. So I'm just going to rattle these off for you, okay? Uh, SRE in the primary schools, Compassion, Crisis Family Assistance, our Community Joy and Wonder Christmas Outreach event, our Friday Night Youth Outreach Program, sewing into our uh, Springing Up Young Adults Ministry. It's just springing up like an artesian well. It's so exciting to witness. Rima Radio, um, upgrading our youth and Arise equipment, Angel Tree, uh, Crisis Aid, upgrading production equipment, live streaming equipment upgrade, venue repairs and improvements, No Kid Hungry Australia food program. Uh, we'll be saving for a future property purchase. That's very much on our radar. Or property purchases, plural, considering Foster also. Um, and we need to have a storehouse available because crisis is increasing in the earth in significant ways and we need to have a the storehouse available so that we can respond nimbly whenever these needs come. Um, like in recent years, we were able to support the southeast Queensland, northern New South Wales floods, the needs in Ukraine and Afghanistan, the Turkey-Syria earthquake um, donation. So we want to be poised. We want to be leaning in, ready for our community, and we need to be a church that's equipped, ready, and able to do that. Amen? Uh, so, um, Pastor Hartz and I will cast vision over these next few weeks, and then uh, June 25th, we have a celebration day where we make a pledge, we partner to extend the kingdom and to refresh our community. Amen? So, um, our, our central theme um, and phrase for vision builders this year is break forth. Break forth. And our scripture, our key scripture, which is really a witness over our region. This is a scripture that we're proclaiming over our region. Um, this vision builders and as we move forward uh, is Isaiah 58, 8 to 9. Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and he will say, here am I. As Craig so beautifully articulated this morning, our Lord is, is ever-present for the people of the Mid-North Coast. So uh, throughout Isaiah 58, if you look at the whole passage of Scripture, um, it's actually God calling the people into maturity. Um, he's really actually addressing fasting. 
which feels like a grown-up subject, but I feel like is going to become more of a common practice in the days at hand in order to really achieve what God wants to do in us and through us for our region. So true fasting is denying ourselves for the sake of the kingdom. And it brings reformation to our lives and reformation to our community. It's about wholeheartedly playing our part to bring forth change. And, you know, really it's casting off shallow religious rhythms and entering into true heart contrition, entering into maturity. Um, Matt sung this line over us as we gathered in the altar on Tuesday night. We'll get out of the way to get into your way. Sila, and meditate on that. We'll get out of the way to get into your way. God is calling us to change our position. He's calling us into alignment. He's calling us into agreement. He's calling us into maturity so we can break forth and bring his light to our beautiful region. Amen? It's a call to get off the merry go-round and come into the deep and be intentional as we walk forward. Vision building is, is giving is kind of like fasting because it's denying self and redirecting provision for the sake of the kingdom. Uh, verse 6 and 7 of Isaiah 58 reads like this. Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? This is why we fast for our region, to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke in Jesus' name. In verse 7, is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? Um, we don't think we have any extra until we witness the poor wanderer. And then we get perspective. And then we see differently. And then we reconsider and we determine, I can share. Something about witnessing the poor wanderer reconfigures our heart. We can't unsee the need and the vulnerability in the world around us. We can't unsee it. It's very real. Um, I was ministering in Perth a few years ago uh, and I had free time over breakfast and I was just walking down the foreshore ready to get my morning coffee and my eye was caught um, this little homeless gentleman he caught my eye and uh, I approached him and we had a little chat and I asked him if we'd like to have breakfast together and I went in and I ordered breakfast and he hid between the two buildings for fear of being shamed or harassed um, and then we took our toasties and our coffees I wanted to get his coffee order right that's important and we went and we sat in the bus shelter and we had breakfast together and the next day I came out again roaming the foreshore there's my little friend again we had breakfast two mornings you can't unsee the vulnerability he was a soft, gentle man with a story. The walls of his life had been broken down and it was precious to sit, to break bread together, to look eye to eye. We can't unsee the vulnerability 
of the world around us. And here is the consequence of our fasting and our redirecting of provision. I want to read verse 10 and verse 12 from Isaiah 58. And if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. And verse 12, your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You'll be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings, that the mid-north coast would know Jesus. This is why we give, to break forth light across the fullness of the mid-north coast. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So the church has been invited in to partnership. It's what God does. And, uh, you know, can I just suggest, because finances are, there's a bit of a pinch for many families. I'm very aware of that. Um, And for some, it might feel overwhelming to even think about giving, this year in particular. Um, But can can I put a mature suggestion towards you? Perhaps you could consider praying and fasting towards the vision. Even if you don't feel realistically there's any room to pray towards the vision, to fast towards the vision, that the mid-north coast would know Jesus, to position yourself, to lean in with expectation um, and not just to write it off. There's a seat at the table for us all and everyone's contribution is significant because collectively it makes a great impact. And I've found intercessors, I've found people that step into prayer to be just as valuable as those that give financially. They're a force to be reckoned with. And prayer and fasting is, is poignant for the days ahead so that we're not cut off at the pass with reaching the vision, so that there's a fuel behind us, a momentum behind us as we go for it. Um, I mean, that's one thing that a tight budget allows for, fasting. Ha-ha, <laughs> amen. Hallelujah. You've got to look for the golden thread, friends. You've got to look for it when it gets a bit gnarly and interesting and tight. Ah, oh, amen. Or you could fast your cafe lunch. You could say, I'm just going to take something that really refreshes me. I'm going to take that 20 bucks for that bacon and egg roll that really blesses my soul and the coffee, and I'm just going to make that adjustment. I think those honest, humble decisions are so powerful before the Lord. He took the, the loaves and the fish of a little boy, and he did a profound thing. This is the narrow path, hey, friends? I'm also grateful that the beach is free. <laughs> You know, in times like this, you start to get really grateful for the things that don't cost an arm and a leg. I remember when we first landed in port, Pastor Hartz and I actually effectively volunteered that early season to rejuvenate this beautiful church. And we saw the provision of God come around our lives, uh, but we, we couldn't receive a wage initially. We just needed to rejuvenate the church. And I was really grateful for the beach. (laughs) that I could bring my family to the beach and we could be refreshed and it didn't cost us a nickel. Amen? Who's a fan of the beach out there? Hallelujah. (laughs) But what's um, interesting is when we are compelled, we can reconfigure. We don't realise how much we can reconfigure until we really have to. 
when we are compelled, we can reconfigure. Um, and I really want to encourage you, um, rather than writing vision builders off this year um, and feeling like it's just too hard in this season, can I just ask you to get before the Lord and let him guide you, as he always has in all the seasons, and he's so faithful he comes alongside the wisdom of the still small voice. Take time and let him speak. So in uh, Genesis 49, 22 to 24, we see Joseph's journey. And this is what it says. Joseph is a fruitful bow, a fruitful bow by a well whose branches run over the wall. Our branches and our reach are ordained by a creative God to run over the wall. And I want to speak to you in your personal finances. Lord, I thank you for innovation and strategy. I thank you, Lord, that you're enabling the saints to reach over the wall by a witness of your spirit, by the wisdom of heaven. I thank you, Lord, you're visiting your sons and your daughters and you're giving instruction, you're giving insight, you're conditioning, you're maturing, and you're guiding because it's, it's what you do. You never leave us and you never forsake us in Jesus' mighty name. As vision builders, God will give innovation and strategy that reaches over the wall to reach provision for our families. And uh, when I was 16 years old, my parents had been pastoring a, a church in the Barossa Valley, one of the places I lived growing up. And we came into probably the hardest season with Noan as a family. My dad had a shock heart attack followed by a triple bypass. And our, our family were in shock. We were reeling, we were recovering, we were trying to find our feet. Uh, and it really got down to the wire uh, in terms of possibly losing the roof over our heads. And I remember this particular day that the bank manager was coming to meet with my mother to talk about the reality of the predicament that we were in. And the bank manager sat down with my mum and as they're talking, the Lord gives a witness to her spirit. He gives her a strategy to reach over the wall in that moment to um, reconfigure the loan so that we would effectively keep the roof over our house. And we were preserved. And the stability for our little family whilst we were recovering from that shock was so important in that season. We just needed to rest. We just needed to catch our breath. And the Lord was faithful to us. He gave my mum that strategy and her branches reached over the wall and we were preserved. That is the nature of my God. Amen. He's faithful and he's with us. I love this story in 2 Kings um, 4, 42 to 44 in the message translation. One day a man arrived from Baal Shalisha. He brought the man of God, 20 loaves of fresh baked bread from the early harvest, along with a few apples from the orchard. And Elisha said, pass it around to the people to eat. And his servant said, for a hundred men, that's not nearly enough. Elisha said, just go ahead and do it. God says there's plenty. And sure enough, there was. 
He passed around what he had, and they not only ate but had leftovers. There will be times when God says there's plenty, and we will see it, and we will know it, and it will feel miraculous. It will seemingly be the kindness of God. But I believe, and I declare over to you today, when God says there's plenty, then there's plenty. He is faithful to his word. Supernatural provision in our obedience. This is what he does. And I just want to declare over you today, um, each vision builder in the room, each pioneer in the room, each business owner, mother, father, the ones that are standing and feeling the responsibility of covering your family and navigating the days ahead. I want to speak Isaiah 58, 11 over you today and let it go into your heart and reach into the core of you. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and he will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. In Jesus' name, amen. So to break forth, uh, I want to share this last little bit of something here this morning. Uh, I was walking the block um, a few years ago and grappling with the Lord about a decision and direction um, that I needed. I needed to break out of a season and enter a new one. Uh, and the Lord gave me a picture of the chick hatching out of the egg. And he was speaking to me through this. And so I bring you this morning, with risk of sounding like a year four science teacher, the parable of the chick. Ready yourself, friends. This is riveting. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, so the chick, with its beak, the chick pips. It breaks through the membrane and it takes its first breath. Uh, and this is tiring. It's like it requires everything of the chick to break forth and to pip and to break through the membrane. Um, it requires so much from that little chick that they have been known to rest sometimes up to 20 hours after they break through. Don't be surprised sometimes on the other side of a breakthrough or a break forth if you have to recalibrate internally and catch your breath. So to break forth... Um, it is tiring, and it's best not to assist the chick um, to hatch out of the egg. Uh, you need to allow the chick to do the full work because it's formation for the chick. So to break forth is about rising, motivated by obedience, not to be confused with striving which is when we're motivated by our own agenda. I feel like only the Lord can shed light in our heart and illuminate that to us because sometimes the heart is deceiving. Motivated by obedience, not motivated by striving. They're two very different things. Not by might, not by power, but by his spirit. Getting in step with the Lord for the days ahead.
um, I was led by God to serve the young people of War Hope, hosting a youth drop-in centre for First Nations teens um, for three years. Um, it was dynamic. It was a great learning curve. It enlarged my heart. It, I learnt so much. Um, but the Lord instructed me, commit for three years. So I was obedient and I committed and I served for the three years. And that chapter finished. And if I was to continue serving, even though part of me wants to, I know it would be striving. Because he asked me to be obedient for the three years. And after that, it would be striving out of the agenda of my own heart, my own love for these young people. I have to trust that that chapter was right and good before the Lord. I don't have enough energy to be motivated by striving. I have to be motivated by obedience in the days ahead, in Jesus' name. You know, to break forth for the chick to pip <laughs> could be um, many different things for the individuals in this room. And I think don't underestimate your breaking forth because it can change the trajectory of your life. When you break forth, when you make an incremental shift, to break forth could be I'm going to cultivate my prayer life. I'm going to start showing up to the altar so I can enter into the presence of God. When we say yes to prayer, we say yes to a rocket fuel, <laughs> fueled kind of life. It's very, very powerful. We could say, you may be deciding, I'm going to break forth in my prayer life. I'm going to, my word life. I'm going to open the word and I'm not going to hurry and I'm not going to check a box. I'm going to linger. And when you linger, the word reveals to you and witnesses to your spirit in a really different way. Uh, you might be determining, I'm going to break forth because I'm going to change the way I speak to my spouse. I'm going to exercise self-control. I'm going to harness my mouth. I'm going to ask the Lord to anoint my mouth so I would only speak things that would bring a right harvest in my household. Um, to, I'm going to break forth. I'm going to put myself on the altar when prayer ministry is offered. I'm going to untangle from my apprehension. I'm going to put my pride aside. I'm going to give myself permission to come forward and to be prayed for and to invite the Lord in. What is it that holds us back from the altar? You cannot lose from the ministry of the Holy Spirit. It only adds to your life. It's the same motivation of love as the Father. It's so powerful. So when the chick pips, it's that small, precise break forth that's the beginning of monumental change. I want to call you into breakforth. I want to call you into an incremental shift because it will actually bring monumental change in your life. Uh, the next stage is unzipping. <laughs> so the chick uses its wing as a guide and its legs to propel turning. With the beak, it pecks through the shell in a roughly circular motion, unzipping. At this point, the chick's uh, legs take on a lot of the work and kind of um, Samson and the temple pillars style, they take, they push the two halves of the shell apart and they present themselves to the world, <laughs> breaking forth the little chick. 
And it's amazing because the newly hatched chicks will often spend time lying on top of other eggs, even as they're hatching. It's like a team sport. <laughs> and the cheeping and the bumping of the newly hatched is thought to be a motivation for the unhatched chicks to start pipping. This is what happens when we come to the house of God. We enter into an atmosphere which calls us higher, calls us into the deep, and it, and it motivates and it, and it stirs the breaking forth of the Spirit of God in our life. It's so powerful. And that's why we gathered in community to champion one another. Um, gather the midwives to your birth. Don't isolate. We need the echo, the confirmation, the courage that comes from the witness of the ones that God calls to us. Um, so you may be able to hear the sounds of the chick peeping before you see even a tiny hole in the shell. So they peep to the outside world, lifting up their little voices. Um, in natural circumstances, the mother hen will cluck to her eggs to encourage them to hatch. And the chick will cheep back. How adorable. <laughs> um, and you know what? We spend most of our life as leaders and visionaries and parents standing over unhatched eggs, standing over our little children and calling forth, calling forth, calling forth. Uh, standing over people and finances and leaders and buildings and businesses and calling forth the future over that which is near and dear to us. So um, don't be tempted to help your chicks out of their shells. If they're not pipping or they've pipped, but they're not unzipping, they're not ready yet. Many times as a pastor, it feels like that. You've, you've got this beautiful position to look over the flock and you can see break forth coming. You can see it brewing. You can see the future. But much needs to be done in the wrestle and the grapple with us and the Lord. The partnership is direct impact, direct discipleship with the father and the sons and the daughters. So the breakthrough and the break forth is completely us and completely God. It's this sacred partnership this relationship. Uh, I love the example of John the Baptist. He is the voice that preceded Jesus, the voice of one calling in the desert, making a way for Jesus on the airways, making a way, cultivating the soil, cultivating the hearts so that Jesus could come in his wake. And it was God in John, making a way for God, his son, it was God in them both, partnering together to make the way and prepare the way. And he does it all, but he outworks with our agreement and our partnership. That's why we need to lean in. So we don't miss the passing of the baton. We don't miss the moment of holy contact. We don't miss the calling forth and the raising up. Walking and praying. And leaning in until the break forth comes, until the one calling in the desert sees Jesus on his landscape, redemption on his landscape, redemption on the landscape of the mid-north coast, Jesus on the landscape of the mid-north coast, that every son and daughter would hear the call and be compelled and called 
to the fullness of Jesus, the fullness of Jesus, the fullness of Jesus. I'm going to ask the worship team to come and read Isaiah 43 to 6, which we've been singing about here this morning. A voice of one who cries, prepare in the wilderness, prepare in the mid-north coast, the way of the Lord, clear away the obstacles, make straight and smooth in the desert a highway for our God and a highway for the sons and daughters to come home. Every valley shall be lifted and filled up, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked and uneven shall be made straight and level, and the rough places are plain, and the glory, majesty, and splendor of the Lord will be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Break forth, break forth, break forth. To recap here today, Vision Builders giving is like fasting. It's denying self and redirecting provision for the sake of the kingdom. And for some, what you're fasting or giving to the kingdom is time. I see the Lord weighing your time in the days ahead. I feel that I see the Lord weighing your time and requiring more of your time, your headspace, your occupation, your energy for the days at hand. As vision builders, God will give, He will give, He will give innovation and strategy that reaches over walls to reach provision. Vision builders, I speak rest and strength and steadiness over you today. And lessons from the parable of the chick. After the breakthrough, sometimes we need to rest and recalibrate. And the breakthrough and the break forth is completely us and completely God. As we break forth, it is the formation of us. God is forming himself in us. He is forming himself in us. Break forth, break forth, break forth. I'm going to ask you to stand here this morning. I thank you, Lord, boldness and clarity, boldness and clarity, boldness and clarity over the church today. Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for a brightening of eyes and a fervency of spirit. I thank you, Lord, for clarity, 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 so we would hear from a witness from the great I am direct. I thank you, Lord, you're speaking to your sons and your daughters. We hear your voice. We hear your voice. We attune and we lean in so that we would partner for the breaking forth of your kingdom over this wide brown land, over the fullness of the mid-north coast. I thank you, Lord. I break ceilings over people's thinking. I declare innovation and faith, innovation and faith, innovation and faith, the ability to rise and reconfigure, to rise and reconfigure, to rise and reconfigure. I thank you, Lord. Strategies, 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 that you equip the sons and daughters. You don't uh, abandon us, Lord. You come close. 
and you speak with clarity. You're a father. You're a father. You're a father that is ever present. I thank you, Lord. Comfort and clarity. Comfort and clarity over the sons and the daughters. Stir in their spirits, Lord. Show them the way. Show them the way. Show them the way. And make the way for the Mid-North Coast. Break forth. Break forth like the noonday sun. Like the noonday sun over the fullness of the Mid-North Coast. That the Mid-North Coast would know the fullness of Jesus. The wonder of Jesus. The mercy of Jesus. The power of Jesus. That would enter in to the fullness of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. 